Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good anything, no matter where you are, what you're doing, welcome to the Cigar Box Guitar Builder Podcast. Um, today I'm uh, very happy to introduce um, Bill, now I'm going to say Bill Yaley, is that right, is that the correct pronunciation? That's good, uh, yeah, most people get it wrong, most people call me Jelly, um, and that was actually how I got the name of my first business, Belly Jelly. Uh, anyway, so that's neither here nor there, but uh, yes, Yaley, you got it right. Bill Yaley, that's right. Uh, yeah, I did see the, the, the latest um, post that you put, I think one of the latest posts that you put up, you're in a shop or something, you had the big sign jelly above your head and you were pointing to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was in Walmart doing some shopping and I, I had on my uh, Yale t-shirt, um, and I, I do think that the that, that the Yales that the uh, that the university is named for is probably another branch of the family, and their name got mutated um, you know, to Ellis Island or something. I don't know. That's theory. So there I was, Yaley in a Yale shirt with jelly up above me. So it's all in good fun. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, I think before we before we get started, we might just start just with a little bit of bookkeeping or a little bit of um, housekeeping, I suppose. And one of the first things I'd like to say is an enormous thank you to uh, those people who got involved in the um, in my challenge, I suppose, from last week with the show that we did with uh, with Mark last week, where I was saying I was going to give creating a laminated uh, guitar neck or cigar box guitar neck. Uh, ago, I haven't had a chance to get started yet. I've had to um, had to work on a couple of um, couple of orders, but um, the the feedback I got off that. Um... Yeah, I've got a couple going there. Oh yep, yep. Oh beautiful. The Mark's just showing us showing us good radio at the moment, where we can see some fantastic pictures. Chuck them up. Chuck some pictures up, Mark, as you go. That'd be great. But the feedback I got from from some people out there was from people out there was absolutely brilliant. Like I think we had something like thirty something. 30-something um, comments, um, just throwing ideas and sharing ideas. And mm-hmm. Some of the ideas were... were, were um, some of the ideas were... Um, people weren't agreeing, but I just the thing that I was really impressed with was the fact that, as with, I think, the Cigar Box guitar community um, and many people out there in the, in the standard guitar-building community... Um, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of give and there's a lot of understanding between people and I was actually really impressed that that so the the disagreements were done so um, were done so beautifully so well done everybody thank you so much um, personally I'm not a fan of, um, of um, polyurethane I'm, I've used it on a few builds and I I must admit I I don't know I just I'm, I haven't I haven't bonded with it if I can if I can use that term I haven't actually bonded with it yet so. Um, I, I do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I got one chuckle. 
Come on. Um, all right. Uh, how you doing yeah, there, Mark? You all right? You still with us, mate? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm more of a fan of, like, your tight bond type glues and thing, uh, and that type of thing, um, I must admit. So, um, but that's me. And I know a lot of people out there disagree with me, and that's perfectly cool as well. So let's, um, let's get back to the man of the moment. So I just wanted to cover that. And also a little bit of, um, a little bit of shopkeeping. Mark, where can we find you, mate? I think Mark's gone to sleep on us or he's frozen. Uh, Mark, of course, is with us and he'll be back with us in a minute. You can find Mark at MRWS um, Instrument Supplies uh, here in uh, here in Australia and I suppose worldwide, thanks to the internet. Can you hear us, Mark? I can hear you in a very electronic way. Okay, all right. Well, so I can still hear you clearly. To to you guys are very... <laughs> Uh, you can find me at birdwoodguitars.com.everything.facebook.instagram.just.put uh, a dot after Facebook, after Birdwood and you'll find me somewhere. Um, and Bill, where can we find you, mate? Because you, you can be found in a couple of places doing all sorts of wonderful things. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's um, part of my ADD. I, I have so many different brand names. Uh, of course, I've launched the new site, the Arsehole Amps. Uh, dot com. You can find me there. Um, but the the mothership of all those uh, websites is cigarboxguitar dot org. Cigarboxguitar org. Org. I always want to go somewhere else with that, but let's not. Yeah. <laughs> See, you you went to that place that I wasn't going to go to. I'm very. In, I'm looking forward to hearing some Mark interviews. <laughs> Decency somewhere we passed it. Okay. Oh, we do that all the time. This is called Australia. We're we're, we're always beyond the line of decency here. Um, yes, there? you jumped it. You jumped in on me. On on. I was actually going to ask um ask Bill um a question. What's with your asshole? <laughs> and for those people who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about Bill's creation of some fantastic little amp. Can you tell us about what you've been doing with these ampl- little amplifiers? Yeah, it, and, you know, I didn't plan this at all. But, you know, here's my little mini stacks here. Um, you, know, uh, 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 you know, people in the States, they don't they don't use the word arsehole. Uh, but I've got plenty of, uh, plenty of mates there in Australia and in the U.K., and you know, I just kind of picked up arsehole from from you know from from my friends. Um, but one fellow in particular, now this is years ago. He had uh, he had a Marshall stack, right? And he started fiddling with with the the letters in Marshall. Took the M off, shaved down the A a little bit, and reduced the size of that last L. So it went from being Marshall to arsehole. <laughs> Of course, it was hilarious. And, uh, anyways, fast forward about you know uh, 15, 20 years now, and I've started playing around with multiple amp setups because I, I've lost most of the hearing in one ear. And you know, so you might think, okay, yeah, I'm playing with more amps to make it more loud, but that's not really the case. What it does is it allows me to have uh, one amp focus on the low uh, frequencies and I can have the other amps boost the 
pies and the meds. So it, it winds up being a real spread spectrum. And uh, it, it, it sounds really good. And of course, playing around with, with these little lamps, going all around the moon here to, to describe this. But anyway, playing around with, with multiple amps, I decided to try um, some of the stuff that I learned on my main amps, which are out of frame. I don't know if you can see those. Um, anyway, so experimenting with the small amps, I was able to get a, still a pretty good sound. And I just, I had to put arsehole on them because they look like a little Marshall, you know, so... Uh, so this is a this is a nod to my friend from so many years ago, uh, and it's stuck. I mean, because the question usually like, Bill, what's up with your arsehole? You know, like I, I can't stop with my arsehole. Look, uh, I wear my arsehole out in public, and you know, so it, it it's a joke that has its own sort of like marketing appeal. Yeah, uh, because it's you know it's it's kind of like a fart joke, and fart jokes are always. Funny. <laughs> Always. The, Always. The thing that I was impressed with was that because I mean I've got a couple of those I've got a couple of those little um those little amplifiers, and yeah. I, I I tend to use them I tend to use them in the shop and I call I call them you know when I plug in a guitar and I test a guitar I I usually do it and I'll do a little video just to kind of kind of throw out there you know and I'll call it my not quite a Marshall, and but the tone. <laughs> But the tone that I get out of it's nothing like the tone you're getting out of these. The, the tone you, you seem to be able to pull out of these is very saturated. It's um, it, it's it's quite harmonic as well, which is which is interesting because those little amps by themselves, um, they're quite dry, um, and they they yeah. re really sound. Um, that, and I think that's got to do with the, with the tweaks and the mods that you that you do do to them. And then when you talk, when I looked at the price that you've got them on the website. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's like you know what I mean. Like it's for the two. What yeah. is it? Sixty American for you're charging sixty dollars American for the two plus postage. Is that correct? Right, right. And it, it feels kind of weird to to you know buy cheap amps, make a few simple modules, simple to me, and then you know add to that and sell it again. Um, but Bill, I've seen those amplifiers by themselves on Wish and a couple of other sites, and they're selling them for thirty-five dollars Australian each. Wow! Do you know what I mean? So, like, when I looked at that, like, guys, get it, seriously, get on board. Look up Bill Bill Yaley. Look up J E, um, sorry, J E H L E. H. Correct. Right. So, Bill, get on there. Have a look. Friend him. Go on there, look at the website, and I'll tell you what, mate, if you don't get inundated with orders for these little for these little corkers, I'm gonna be very surprised. Because they're they're great. But you're only doing limited run, aren't you? Well, yeah, well limited run in the sense that I have to order a bunch of them, uh, make all the little modifications and you know, put them back together. So um, yeah, I don't have a I don't have a manufacturing deal uh, or anything like yeah. that. It's just just me and a soldering iron, yeah. you know. Just a bloke in a shop, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Bloke yeah. in his bloke in his shed. So, well, that's that's wonderful. Notice how I'm using different um different words, Mark. Today, I'm not using the um the uh, the f word. So, I mean, fantastic people, not the other f word. So, <laughs> I'm trying not to use that word. 
Trying, so it's yeah. wonderful instead. I went back and listened to one of my episodes, and I think I said the word fantastic around about 20-something times. So I'm trying to move on from that. I'll get over it. I'll be I'll, okay. I'll start using the word fantastic. I, I overuse the word um, awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's awesome. I so. use awesome all the time. I use it all the time. But I think it works. It's one of those multi-words. Like, how are you feeling? Awesome. Oh, that's a horrible cold you got. Yeah, it's an awesome cold. You know, you can use a positive, negative. It's got <laughs> so many, so many yeah. different meanings, you know. Let's get back to the manly hour. So with the, with the amplifiers, that's obviously not all that you do. Now, the thing or the place that I know you most from um, is actually I'm, I'm a bit of an avid fan because you're a book writer as well. You're a researcher and a book writer. And uh, two of your books uh, sit very proudly on my, on my bookshelf. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, you're sitting next to Jamie Oliver. But we'll get over that. <laughs> so Jamie Oliver. Jamie yeah. Oliver. Anyway, let's get, pa- let's get past Jamie Oliver. I'm, I'm a big fan, Jamie Oliver fan. I, I, I like Jamie Oliver. But your book, your two books. Now, the, the, we've got the... Uh, I've gone blank. I've gone blank. My brain is fried. It's too early on a Sunday morning. Bill, why can't you do this at midnight? One Man's Trash, the history of the cigar box guitar. Thanks, Bill. Bill's actually, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Bill's holding his book up for me because he's helping my, my ailing mind. One Man's Trash. <laughs> and it's another, it's another man's treasure. It's, it's just, what an amazingly, compre- I'm going to use that word comprehensive. I used it last week as well. It's a comprehensive book. It is just. It's a fantastic word. How long did it take you to write that? Oh, wow. Um, now, you know, keeping in mind it wasn't like sitting down at the computer and just bashing the thing out. Um, on and off, it took about five years, which um, I'm told is actually not that um, not that uncommon. Because uh, I, I was having to scout out and go to libraries and... Um, read all this kind of source material and somehow find a way to stick it all together and make it, you know, some sort of a cohesive story. Uh, so yeah, five years and um, a lot of editing. A lot of, but also a lot of traveling. I mean, that, you must have, I mean, without getting, going into the specifics of it, you must have had a, a, a huge financial outlay on creating creating a book like that i just just thinking about because I, I know you traveled around a lot didn't you to try and to 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 visit places to see things to <coughs> excuse me um wow there's 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 a lot of different different avenues that i, I could take <laughs> that answer mark has uh, gone sideways he's gone sideways on us <laughs> <laughs> I've got to try and record these video calls as well somehow d- down the line because the, the video calls are, are some, I, I think, quite funny. Anyway, sorry, oh, we digress. I apologise, Bill. Yes, we digress. Fantastic, awesome story. Um, yeah, I, I did travel around a lot. Uh, went to the Library of Congress um, up in Washington, D.C., uh, found a lot of stuff um, around the New England area. Um, 
Of course, what's kind of convenient is that the size of the United States uh, back 150 years ago, I mean, it was all on the East Coast. Everything else was in the territories. We're still there. Um, <laughs> we're still there. We're, we're, we're all on the East Coast, apart from our friends over in Perth and a couple of couple of little, well, let's say Adelaide, but we, no one includes Adelaide. I'm kidding all the people in Adelaide. We love you. <laughs> Sorry, traveling Goodness, on the so, East Coast, sorry. Yes, traveling up and down the East Coast. Uh, yeah, I think the, the farthest I had to go away was to Hawaii, uh, and I got a chance to talk to the Kamaka family uh, about the the, the uh, cigar box ukuleles made by Sam Kamaka Jr. Um, that, was, that was, you know... Without a doubt, the, the longest trip and uh, by far the most expensive. Now, keep in mind, I was doing other things. I didn't just fly out and do you know just that. Um, I was able to combine business trips and vacations and things like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I should mention that I, I was in Hawaii uh, for my 13th wedding anniversary and. Um, Came back home and uh, pretty much promptly got divorced. <laughs> so, uh, ukuleles yeah. will do that. <laughs> yes, ukuleles will do that. <laughs> or or the, you know, as she so lovingly called them, uh, the other woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It happens. <laughs> so the, the trip that you... Were you starting to research the uh, the Kamaka ukulele book at the same time as you were writing One Man's Trash? Because two, uh, two books are two different public, the two different publications. You've, you've done the two. Right, right. Um, yeah, so how that came about is, you know, I was, I was I had One Man's Trash, you know, it, it, it was done and out there, and what I tried to do in, in, in the history was pick out a few really spectacular examples of somebody who really represented a cigar box type of instrument. And Kamaka obviously was, was the choice for a cigar box ukulele. I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, Kamaka, it, the, the name itself is synonymous with ukulele. You know, the, the, the reason why a ukulele sounds the way it does today is because of uh, Kamaka Sr. Um, and all of the work that he put into it. <clears throat> so his, his son, why he chose to make a dozen or so cigar box ukuleles, I mean, it, it would be like, you know, Les Paul or, um, you know, C.F. Martin or Leo Fender. It would be like somebody like that mm. built a cigar box guitar, you know, with their name on it. And, you know, I, I don't know anybody else that's done that. I mean, so it, it, it really is unique. So, um, yeah, holding up cigar box ukulele here. Uh, yeah, so this, this kind of came out as a, as a spinoff of, you know, I, I had a lot of in-depth information on the thing. Yeah. The pictures in it are beautiful. Um, uh, uh, for, for anybody wanting to 
not only just build, not not only build ukuleles. I mean, I must admit, I'm the first person to say I'm not. It's not that I'm a, I'm not a fan of ukuleles. I like ukuleles, but I don't listen to ukulele music very much. All right, I'll be honest. I barely listen to any at all. Um, it's just it's just not a, a road that I've gone down. However, having said that, this book is, in my opinion. Um, it, it's one of those books that transcends the one instrument because I think you can trans. I think you can. I think you can tra- use the use the principles of this book to build, you know, other instruments other than ukuleles. And some of the skills that I've seen in that and that you put for, that that you showed so clearly in the book. I've actually implemented in some of the builds that I do, and to the point where it's it's so beautifully laid out and easily laid out. I'm actually using the book as a um, as reference material for uh, a cigar cigar box guitar building group that I do at my school with Year Five and Six students, and awesome. we're looking at that, and we're 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 looking at how you framed the box, how you added strength to the box, how, you know, and using those pictures. And you've also got an amazing um, uh, schematic. You've actually got a blueprint. You've, you've created a life-size bl- blueprint, which is in the book as well, which, you know, let's be honest, there's not a lot of authors out there who are so willing to put what they've got and put it out there for the general public to say oh well I can I can be, I, I'm going to go and build that too you know and it's just because it, I think there's uh, there's a lot of secret keeping if you want to use the term I'm doing inver- I'm doing the old you know the the, 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 the tags or whatever secret keeping you know and I think what you've done is you've progressed that idea of cigar box guitar instrument builders just being so very very giving the amount of people that i see in this industry who just so freely give you know willingly give their ideas and put them out there and say why don't you give that a try even people who have businesses you know um you know it's it's so um it's a really great thing now just pause for a second because we've just lost our feed and and we're back. So sorry, we lost uh, we lost Bill on the feed there for a second. And Mark, unfortunately, we've lost his pretty face, but Mark can actually still hear and see us. Well, actually, he can see us, but we just can't see him. So I'm a little concerned about what he's up to at the moment. Anywho, let's keep going. Nothing <laughs> nefarious, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, it, as you know, with this show, we don't edit, so there will be a bump in the middle there, but that's actually okay. Now. So I just wanted to say, yeah, so just just finishing the, the, my thought was just, it, it was really such an amazing book. That's the reason I went out and bought it is because it was just so very, very clear, beautifully detailed, very nicely written. And I really love the fact that, that your intention of the book wasn't to rip off Sam Kamaka. It was to... You know, for two years, I don't know if that's an American American saying as well, but like in Australia, it's not. It wasn't trying to like steal ideas or anything like that. What you were doing, you were so obviously writing this book in appreciation. That's the feeling that the sense that I got out of it. There was a sense of appreciation for what this man had done, uh, of questioning 
maybe why somebody of that of that stature, if you want to use the term stature, took the time to invest in building twelve ukuleles that were built from ostensibly cigar boxes. So he saw something in it, didn't he? He saw something in them. Well, his, his brother Fred was. Uh, he was kind of wondering because you know, um, his brother Sam Jr. had like sixty of these things. I mean, um, they had a neighbor or an uncle or something that smoked a lot of cigars, and so they gave them sixty cigar boxes. And you know, Fred says of his brother that he liked to experiment. So, um, so that's what he did. And of the ones that I've I've seen, um, either in my own hands and, uh, or just a picture online, they're all a little bit different. Mm. Uh, different scales, different. Um, it, it, it may have the fiddle neck. It may have uh, you know the, the traditional paddle kind of headstock. Um, I, even the types of tuners, if it's geared or if it's the friction pads or, or whatever, mm. I mean, it literally seems like he's trying out all these different variables to figure out what makes the characteristic sound. Because I mean, the the, the cigar boxes are nothing special. You know, they're uh, they're all pretty uh, western red cedar and. Um, I, I think Mark is um, in the process of tearing out a wall or something, it sounds like. What's happening um, there, Mark? We've got a bit of... Being able to sit still. <laughs> I think he wants it because we can't see what you're doing, but we can hear... <laughs> we can hear a bit of that happening over there. <laughs> well, I can honestly tell you that I'm working. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I woke up and it started. <laughs> it's a bit like me. I, that's that's why I, I was I was doing these interviews. I was doing the interviews down in the shop. But every time I'd be down in the shop, I'd kind of my arm would be reaching over to go and grab something, and I'd I'd find myself tinkering with something while I while I talk. So now I'm, I'm up on the deck, and Bill, you can you can kind of see the the vista at the moment. There you go. So it's like being on tour, mate. It's the Aussie bush from a from a decking. There you go. Is it obligatory trampoline in the backyard? Obligatory. <laughs> nice. I sure. We need to see you, deck on camera, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's neat is that you're in Australia, so when you're on the trampoline, you know, to me, you're jumping upside down. <laughs> yes, it's a good anyway. thing. It's a good thing I'm not wearing a skirt, so. <laughs> All right, it's a There's so many thing. reasons. <laughs> let's, let's move on because we have a lot to chat about. Now, let's talk about the um, obviously that we've skipped. We've kind of skipped, um, I suppose, the base question, which was how did you find cigar? Sorry, how did you find cigar box guitars? How did how did you become interested in them? Well, um, it, it really all starts with me being a a. Uh, a guitarist and a recording artist and you know, after about a year of experimentation and writing a bunch of different songs as a challenge with, uh, with my mates in England um, 
Yeah, I, I had enough material to put out on a CD. And, you know, and I was using an old computer. Everything was just kind of just packed together, and it was really noisy. Uh, so I thought, all right, I need to get some better equipment. And I started looking at my guitars, and, you know, they're, you know, student-grade kind of things, nothing really fancy. Um, so in, in my quest to have a better guitar for recording, um, you know, and finding something that was odd in particular, because I was doing a lot of, like, um, cycle hum and all that kind of uh, I, I looked into having, you know, having a custom one made, and it was going to cost thousands of dollars. Um, so I thought, well, shoot, you know, I, I know how to work wood as, as good as the next guy, so I'll try building one. That'll be great. And it, it was really, really ambitious. Um, you know, all kinds of, you know, I was going to get this exotic tone wood. I was going to have, you know, like, you know, quintuple A flame maple and all this. And it was, it was really expensive firewood. <laughs> it was me- so, um, anyway, uh, a, a few things happened. I, I was, I was sharing my experience with building my own guitar and somebody wound up stealing the contents of my website and they were making money off of it. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? You're still on my website and you're you know, getting money off of it. So, um, wow. long story short, I decided to, to, you know, try coming up with a how-to video. And this is where cigar box guitars come in. Because, you know, I was going to try to build like this, you know, jazz player, arch top kind of thing. And, um, I, I was writing down the script and how I was going to do this, you know, and looking at, you know, what kind of shots I needed to have. And this friend of mine uh, sends me a, a link to, to this magazine. Now, I'm holding this up. I, 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 you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a whole bunch of books, too. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, Make Magazine. And uh, there's a fellow in here named Ed Vogel that uh built a Starbox guitar and uh my friend says dude have you seen this and it was like the moment i saw it um you know a a couple of things instantly occurred to me that all the mistakes that i made i had seen so many other you know first-time builders go through the same process they buy a bunch of expensive stuff um screw it up, turn it into firewood, and then start again with something more more simple. And I thought, wow, man, what a, what a great way to really get started. Um, build a cigar box guitar, you know, because yeah. I've made guitars for, for free, certainly, just using junk that I've got around the house. But if I had to buy something, I might be able to you know build a guitar for maybe 10 bucks, and, you know, half of that is by the strings um so yeah i mean and, and now you know, all these years later i've got hundreds of, of cigar box guitars not all built by me but um it's it, it really is it, it it's ironic that 
I tried to set out and build the perfect guitar, and I wound up kind of being this um, you know, flagship person for start with something really, really basic. You know, start with a cigar box guitar and make it your own. Um, so I think that's an interesting. My, my cat's right in here. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, I can see a cat in the background there. <laughs> I was worried about. I thought he was going to knock over Stonehenge in the back there. Your your asshole amplifier Stonehenge setup. So I was just imagining. I had all of these. Um, had all of these. Uh, um, uh, oh God, what's that show? I've gone blank. I've gone blank. What's this? Um, oh God, the English. No, the English show from 1983. The movie. Oh my God. The Black Album, the original Black Album. The one that Metallica ripped off. Sorry? Spinal Tap? Spinal Tap. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Spinal, how could I forget Spinal Tap? Oh, my Lord. All right, I'm going to have to go. I actually have the album. I'm going to have to listen to that album today. I'm going to have to rock out the Spinal Tap. Oh, my God. Stonehenge, where the demons dwell, where the banshees... Stonehenge, where a man is a man And the children dance to the pipes of Pan Oh god, it's all coming back It's like a horror movie in my mind right now Okay (laughs) I need a coffee this I always like uh, Big Bottom. I oh, that's a great song. I just, I loved, um, <laughs> I, I, always, I, I absolutely adored, um, what's his name? Um, don't get me to do names or anything today, okay? It's just shocking. Um, the guy who, the guy who does the voices for, um, for The Simpsons, and um, yeah, Derek. Yeah, 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 right. Shearer, that's it, that's it. With the bass and the big, the handlebar moustache and the whole thing. Oh, my God, that is just... Yeah. For, for young'uns out there, if you haven't gone and seen Spinal Tap, you, you haven't lived, okay? You've got to go and see Spinal Tap. All right, anyway. This brings us to the museum. Because for a man who had absolutely no knowledge of cigar box guitars up until he read a magazine, then to become so enamoured with them... That you, you, you're now the proprietor of a of a cigar box guitar museum now, I believe. Yeah, funny how that happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, there was kind of this perfect storm of everything going on at once. Um, I was collecting information for what would become the book. Marcus, um, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I was collecting information for the book um, and you know putting my feelers out there. And you know, anybody who's in 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 the know of cigar box guitars, you're eventually going to know the name Shane Steele, right? Who? Uh, so I started talking to Shane. I'm kidding. About, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Such a kidder. Yeah, so uh, started talking to Shane about uh, the history, and he's like, "Man, I've got you know all this all this stuff. Let me uh, you know let me send you a couple of things." Um, and through the course of the, the conversation, he's like, "You know, really, man, you're you're the guy that needs to own all this." Uh, you're the guy that needs to write the history book. I'm, I'm going to send you my stuff and 
negotiated a price. So I, I bought the beginnings of what became uh, the collection I have now. Um, I got that from, from, from Shane. Um, wow. Uh, and there's, there's books, there's posters, there's um, recordings. Um, of course, there's a whole ton of cigar box fiddles and ukuleles and guitars and um, marimbas. There, <laughs> so, there, there's. <laughs> so I suppose that the the question I've got is: so you were saying you were saying you've got the the recordings. You've you've actually got recordings now. Are these are these original recordings from from like the the twenties, thirties, going back going back to that time. Nothing going back that far. Um, now it's my turn to forget the guy's name. Um, Eddie One String Jones. Um, I have some uh, some forty fives. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. It's um it's um. Uh, I'm thinking now One String Willie, but I'm going to throw you off by saying that. <laughs> uh, uh, um, beans. Uh, beans with Malone or something like that. It's in your um, book. It's in your book. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it is. You know? <laughs> um, so, wow. That's all right. Maybe if you if, a little later, if you if you if you remember it, just I'll put it in the notes. I'll pop it okay. in the notes. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't ask me about the curse of the Cigar Box Guitar Museum. Um, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll get my notes. Um, Hold on, just getting my notes. Um, note number 17. Can you tell me something about the curse of the Cigar Box Guitar Museum? Yes, I can. Um, it, it seems like it, it's kind of like the Hope Diamond. Um, you know, it, it, you know, according to legend, uh, anyone who's owned the Hope Diamond uh, has died some tragic death. Well, I mean, the curse of the Cigar Box Guitar Museum isn't that bad. Um, it does seem to drive away money. <laughs> uh, and and it, it kind of started off as a joke, but then it, just, it kept coming around. Um, you know, Shane had his collection built up, and he uh, sold it to some people in uh, West Virginia, and they had it on display for about six months, and then they had to file bankruptcy, mm. um, and they just gave it back to you know, gave it back to Shane, um, and so Shane had it again, and. Um, I'm not really sure what happened, but there was there was some kind of ultimatum, you know. It's like, uh, you know, okay, it's either me or the whole uh, and of course, you know, then the whole thing with Hawaii and uh, you know get, getting served divorce papers. Uh, and I was living in a hotel for a while. And then I, I, I had uh, a show uh, that was that was scheduled, you know, in and it's like the week that stuff goes on display, 
So I'm going to hold you there. Sorry, mate. I'm just going to hold you there for a second because okay. we've got a, a... And we're back. Sorry, we just had a, a little bit of an audio uh, an audio issue, but it seems that we're all nice and clear again now. Sorry, mate, if, if we can go back. You were just saying that, that they sent this, they sent all those goodies back to back to Shane and then you got back from, from, from holidays and things went a bit pear-shaped with the missus. And yep. um, that's where we're up to. Okay. And let's see, I had um, arranged to have um, the museum go on display at a... Uh, uh, Carnegie Visual Arts Museum, and, and I did warn them that there there seemed to be this curse of the museum. But uh, like the week before, or like the, the the month that it was all going on display, uh, a, a lady was arrested for like embezzling uh, money from uh, you know, whatever grant money or, or, or stuff she had coming in. Um, yeah, so it was. It was really odd. Um, <laughs> it's a peculiar situation, isn't it? It, it is, and I, I kept thinking this is this is a little bit too coincidental. That it it seems like whoever has uh, custody of the thing, some big financial cock up happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now, do you just keep it in your house in the attic now, or is it where it does? Does it actually? Is there a is there a physical place where people can actually come and come and view the view, view the instruments? Well, it it is. Uh, it's in a room in my house. Yeah, uh, the cats are not allowed to go in there. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I I do think one day it will have its own place. Um, you know, and and people can come and see it. Of course, you know, the people um, that want to come see it, you know, I just go ahead and invite them into the house. And um, you know, it's it it's not um, museum quality display, yeah. but everything leased out. And if uh, if people want to, uh, you know, study a certain uh, a certain piece or uh, you know, take a look at things close up. They're, they're certainly welcome to. It's um, you know, it's a very hands-on experience. Well, how old are some of the instruments that you've got? Ooh, uh, the oldest instrument I've got. Um, I, I know this is um, largely audio for, for everybody, but you know, uh, this is the the oldest instrument here. This is all oh, wow. Um, about. Uh, 1886, maybe. Um, again, this 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 is in one man's trash. Um, hey, Mark, is that kind of like looking at a Stratocaster, like one of the original ones or one of the original um, Esquires that that Leo Fender would have built? Yeah, similar. It is, isn't it? It has that kind of feeling about it because when, when you're a cigar box guitar lover. Um, Seeing an instrument like this is just that. Like, I feel like I want to. Makes me really proud to have the cover. I want to touch it. <laughs> and look at the. Isn't that just amazing? And it's yeah. still. Got, and that's the original wire. It's the original. Is that, so is that? That's not a guitar string. Is that? That's just fence wire or broom wire or something. Uh. Yeah, it just it looks like it's just a, a regular piece of wire. There's a little bent over nail here hanging it down. Yeah. 
and, and, on the, yeah. and when's that? That what was the date on that? Or, or circa? Uh, what about the eighteen eighty six? I know it's in the book. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if you if you look up the name Albert Life, um, uh, spelled L E I F F. So uh, the the Albert Life fiddle is the the oldest artifact in the museum. Just to give you a little bit of a just to give you a little bit of an idea on that, that the date that's on that is only it's only a hundred years younger than than European settlement in Australia. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know, there's there's you know there's there, it, that's older than many buildings here in Australia. Even going back, you know, if you think about that, that piece of that piece of artwork, and it's it's survived, um, it's survived for so long. We seem to have lost Mark. Mark, are you still with us? I think we've lost. I think we may have may have lost Mark. Wait for Mark to come back. Um, but gosh, it's just sorry. I'm a little bit just seeing that guitar in person. It's just that 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 little cigar box. Is it a fiddle? It looks like a fiddle because of the neck. It is, yeah. Uh, the the cigar box guitars or ukuleles didn't really start appearing um, until about the nineteen thirties um, or so. Yeah. So all the stuff that's in the eighteen hundreds, um, it, it tends to be a violin or a fiddle. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this one had three strings at at, at one time. Um, you know, it has one of the original tuners yep. that's in place, and there's another one here that's kind of broken off. Mm. Uh, but you know, it's, it's obviously mm. part of it. And then there's a, a there's a third hole here for another string. Yep. Mm. So this would have been a three string fiddle. Oh wow! Would you be able to message me um, a photograph of yourself holding that, and I'll try and use that as the cover shot, maybe for the uh, for the podcast today, or or add it uh, add it onto the um, cigar cigarbox guitar building podcast group. That Absolutely. Would, um, the I'm not sure if you're a member of the group. Are you a member of the cigarbox guitar builder podcast group as yet? Um, if not, I will be by the end of this conversation. <laughs> Fantastic. Come on, I've got to flog it some way, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, no problem. But, so, all right, well, uh, we're kind of, we're coming up on, on, on the, uh, uh, on the three quarters of an hour mark. So we're going to, I suppose at this point, we'll, a couple of questions still to ask you that, that, um, and uh, could honestly sit here for hours and, and chat to you, but we're trying to trying to keep it keep the podcast to a listenable kind of kind of length. But we've spoken about how you how you discovered cigar box guitars. We've spoken about ukuleles. We've spoken about uh, the museum. We've spoken about your assholes. We've spoken about. <laughs> These are the amplifiers for those of you who have come in and, and, and for, forgot what we were talking about beginning. <laughs> but obviously you're an active builder. You're an active cigar box guitar builder as well. And do you, I mean, do you, do you, do you do festivals at all or do you sell your wares online of the guitars that you build or do you build them for yourself mainly? Yeah, mainly it started off as I was just building them for myself, and really, if somebody asked me to build them one, I, I would do that. And I tried for a short while, um, you know, to build them and to, to sell them at, at festivals and such, 
but um, quite honestly, there, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're much more like, prolific. They're able to crank out a lot more stuff yeah. than I am, and, you know, in a good, consistent quality. Um, for the people that I that I make guitars for, um, you know, I number every single one of them. You know, and I'm I'm still below seventy guitars and all. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't made that many, but when I when I do, uh, I I talk to the person that's going to play it, and I like to try to figure out, you know, what what's really going to you know you know support this person as, as an artist. You know, uh, yeah, there, there was a, let's say a lady over in the Netherlands. She was a, 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 a jazz singer. So, um, yeah, I, I took a lot of cues from my conversation with her and I tried to build it with like these kind of like uh, 1920s or 30s cat's eyes, sound holes and, um, Anyway, it, it was it was a much more of a, of, a, of a mellow kind of instrument for a jazz player. Uh, but then you know, then there's there's your you know rockers and you know the guys that play surf music and you know I tried to tailor something to them. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm slow and I'm meticulous and I try to build the guitar for an individual. And I, I always try to uh, keep something in mind that, you know, I want this guitar to last a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy because it's a cigar box and, you know, it's, it's packing material, you know. But you can uh, see, you've got one there that's lasted in its, in its present state for, for over, what, over 130 years. It's, that's, yes. older than, that's older than any solid body electric guitar. And it's still, you know, whether or not it's it's playable, that's that, you know, it probably wouldn't be, I would assume, without interference, modern day, you know, interference as in as in bra new bracing or things like that, which obviously you, you don't want to do because you know you want to keep it in its original state. But um, I, I suppose the, the 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 other question I wanted to ask then is, piezos or magnetic pickups? What's, what do you prefer? Uh, uh, wow. Um, I, I typically don't like um, pizos or, or piezos. Um, I actually had to look that up on how to pronounce that. Um, either is acceptable, uh, either piezo or piezo. Mark's back, by the way. We got you back, Mark? We got you? So now we have no picture and no sound. Maybe you can hear us. Oh, it's Brisbane. What do you want? It's Brizzy. <laughs> Brizzy's, I got to admit, Brisbane's like this big, and I come from Caloundra on the Sunshine Coast, so I'm allowed to say this, but Brisbane's like a great big old country town. It's like, it's, 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 it's the one place in Australia where you can just, you it's just so it's so friendly, and it's so, it's just such a lovely city, Brisbane. I got to admit, it's a lovely city. But, and the yeah, but things are a bit slower in Brisbane, right, Mark? <laughs> He's still with us. <laughs> he is still. I can see. If you could have a little look at this, if I could use my camera at the moment because it's recording, it recording 
the voices at the moment. You can see Mark's off. Mark's off to one side in a in a big black square. We still can't see him. Anywho, so sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so you're saying piezos or piezo? So what did you discover? Piezo or piezo or piezo? Um, oh, I'm back. Yay! Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> You missed you, buddy. I can't you kicked me off. <laughs> well, all you, you won't believe the things that, that, that Bill and I were talking about. It was all secret stuff. Yeah. We're not sharing so, it with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, meanwhile... Meanwhile, back in the Piezo Ranch. Yeah. Uh, I, I took don't like them that much because they're notorious for uh, really, really bad feedback problems. Um, however, there, there, there are a few, uh, a few people that really seem to know how to make them work and they, they're able to pad them or, or somehow um, you know, take off that, that uh, ice pick in the ear sound that yeah. they have. <laughs> And you know, really one of, one of my one of my favorites is uh, it, it's a weed whacker base, um, they, and it has a, 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 a piezo disc in the in the bridge, and you know these like, you know gigantic uh, weed whacker strings, uh, and it, it sounds fantastic. Oh wow! <laughs> you know we call that whippersnipper strings, right? Whippersnapper. Whippersnipper. 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 So in Australia they're called whippersnipper, but being that being that at the moment at the moment currently sixty five percent of our our audience is um is is American at the moment. I thought I'd let that one fly. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to finish up. We got the last fifty percent of my marriage is American, right? <laughs> we, we got the last two questions for the podcast for today. All right. Dush, this has been a fun podcast. I've really enjoyed myself doing this one today. It's been great. Most of the other podcasts have been complete crap. Thanks, No, they haven't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 So, here we go. Question one. Fast finish question. Top tip for builders. New builders or older builders, whichever. Oh, goodness. Top tip. Um, Definitely don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um... You know, um, any kind of cuts or anything can, can you can get stitches. Uh, keep your fingers attached to your hands. Uh, yeah. Eye out and you know common sense kind of stuff like that. So th- that's my tip. Get out there and be dangerous. All right. Now, and question number two, last question for today. Fast finish question. What is your secret weapon? I can say it. I can answer that now. Your asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, I, I will say that my, my secret weapon is that you know I, I like to hide electronics in the guitars. Um, you know, so this one ha- it has like a stereo output jack, and you know, that's when you a second pickup. It used to have a second pickup uh, hidden in here, and if I need a stereo plug, I can I can do other things with that. Um, Here's another example. Of, uh, you know, this guy's got got two pickups. Um, you know, there's, there's a single coil up here that's just getting the bass strings, um, and then it's got this uh, cheap 1970s humbucker 
Um, but anyway, it's it's only got the one stereo output jack. But um, you know, if if you look at it, if, if I'm playing it, I've just got one cable in there, and it's got all this extra noise coming out. Oh, fantastic! Ah, that's great. Fantastic. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That's awesomely fantastic. <laughs> well, Bill, but, uh, it's, it, mate, it's been an, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. And that's it. That's I've got to admit, bring that back up just because I want to. This is a six string guitar. This is the one that's actually in. Uh, it, I've got this. This is actually one of the um, the book by David Sutton. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it is. He That's did photograph this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I originally got my start before I started uh, writing the books. I uh, I did uh, the how to video, and the, the second video that I made, it, it's by by far my favorite video, but it's the one that sells the least. <laughs> Always the way. Yeah, isn't, that, isn't that amazing? And this is the one with the comb. Is this the one with the comb nut? It yeah. is. Oh, look at this. This is just like, I'm having a, oh, an absolute wow. ball today. I'm seeing all the guitars that I've seen in the David Sutton book and in your books. This is just, yeah. you got to send me some pictures of these, mate. You definitely got to send me some pictures of these. I just, I'm, I'm that's, yeah. That's so cool, man. That's Bill. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for, for making the time um, to spend with us today on the podcast. Uh, Mark, of course, although you've kind of intermittently come in and come out and come in and come out. <laughs> so that's been, how I roll, man. That's it, man. It's been lovely not quite seeing your face today. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> So just a, just a final little bit of little bit of bookkeeping before we go. Um, again, look, a, a huge thanks to all of the new people that have been signing up on the Cigarbox Guitar Building Facebook group. Um, please get out there. If you listen to the show, spread the name of the show, get it out there. We are nearing 2,800 listens to the podcast, which is just incredible. It's been a huge jump. Uh, of people joining, getting almost on. Almost the population of Australia. It almost is. I think it's something like it's it's fifty percent of our entire population here. So, <laughs> but um, it, it's been wonderful to see uh, the interest. Um, thank you for the comments. Um, please don't hesitate to to put comments on. We are available through iTunes as well. So if you're listening to us on iTunes, um, give us five stars uh, if you believe we're worthy of it because the more stars you give us, the more traction we get with iTunes, the more people will see the show. And at the moment, I believe we are currently the only uh, regular cigar box guitar focused uh, or cigar, cigar box instrument focused podcast out there. Um, so there's thousands and thousands of the guitar-focused podcasts, but this, I think, is one of the only ones. Um, so get out there, spread the word if you can. I'm not doing this to get famous. I'm certainly not going to get famous, and I'm definitely not getting rich because it's costing money to put this thing on, i.e. E. patronage. If you want to support us, chuck a, couple, chuck a, chuck a couple, of, um, couple of dimes or a couple of ten-cent coins in the... Um, you know, chuck them our way because it, it helps to pay to put the podcast up each month, but that's okay. I don't mind. I do it because I love it, and I do it because I get to speak to awesome people like Mark Wilmot from MRWS Instrument Supplies, uh, Mortal Coil Pickups, Mate. by the way. Loving my Mortal Coil Pickups, man. It's just going off. Good. And Bill Yaley from the United States, from Alabama. I hope I got that right. I do remember that. 
showing us his arsehole, right? That's right. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I must admit, this is his T-shirt we're looking at right now. So thank That's you. Right. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to Bill. Yes, T-shirt. Thank you to me. And we're out of here. Bye. Adieu. Thanks, guys. That was freaking awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Bill, that was brilliant, man. And we're back on the podcast just for just for a second because Bill's because <laughs> Bill's whipped out his burrito. For those people who don't know what Burrato is, Burrato is a builder out of uh, out of Los Angeles, California, I believe. I believe he's in LA, and yeah. and Burrato has actually built guitars for like the likes of Steven Tyler, um, bucket load of A grade actors and things like that, and musos play the Burrato guitars. And he's sitting there with one in front of me. You bastard! <laughs> That's all I can well. say. <laughs> This one, this one was made for um, by uh, an Australian guitarist, um, um, not Angus Young or Malcolm. No, uh, this this was made for Rick Springfield, and it was given to him as a gift on his fifty-first birthday. Um, so yeah this 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 one made it into the collection and um i hope uh rick springfield hears this because um this this is by far the best sounding cigar box guitar out of the whole bunch so now brado i think is predominantly known for building his own his own solid body electric guitars under his own brand um and uh i think he's actually built guitars for 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 billy i think was it billy from green day i think has some of one of his guitars he was building guitars for him so at that how the hell did you get a hold on that did you steal it did you what what'd you do <laughs> well the the, the the story goes that um it was uh Rick's fan club commissioned this build uh, to give him on his birthday, on his 51st birthday. They presented it to him, and at, at some time later down the road, um, I don't know why, but, but Rick gave it to um, to a store and said, yeah, you can probably get uh, some good money for this. So it, it was like a charitable contribution. Yeah. Um, and... You know, somehow or another, it, uh, it it made it into uh, um, Shane Spiel's hands. Oh. Uh, so this was part of the, the original collection. Oh my god! Yeah. As as the fame of Barato has, has has spread, especially with Paul McCartney uh, yeah, playing with Nirvana, um, yeah, <laughs> I look at this thing and I go like, "Holy cow, man! I mean, this this guy, you know, he's." Yeah. He's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And on that note, we'll leave it at that. A huge thank you to Bill Yaley and uh, Mark Wilmot for spending time with me this morning on the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast. Um, we didn't plan the end part of that, that interview, um, but what a wonderful uh, way to finish with such a beautiful, beautiful guitar. Um, if any, and if you haven't seen... Barato's work. Have a look at it. It's uh, it's absolutely wonderful. And of course, you can see uh, Bill Yaley's work in his books. Uh, One man's trash is another man's treasure. 
and I'm walking over to my bookshelf at the moment and cigar box, cigar box ukulele, master craftsmanship meets commodity materials. All the best and we'll catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>